0: Welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, psychics, aliens, religion, new age stuff, awakening, ascension, star seeds, channeling, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries and other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. Lorraine Crin is a writer and awakened masculinity coach. The early death of his father and a chronic illness led him to a spiritual awakening very early on his life that caused him to put his pain to paper and it became a way to heal his soul. After several years of meditation, breath work, and the power of vulnerability, he was able to heal himself and recognize that he had to share these profound insights and intense love, peace, and freedom he began to feel inside of himself. His writings serve as a catalyst for his clients' growth and facilitating a step into higher consciousness. His awakened masculinity coaching is designed for men who are done with suffering and would like to embody the divine masculine, a life free from attachments, worry, and fear. Through his guidance and mentoring, he hopes to give men back their inner strength and freedom from centuries of destructive paradigms and demystify the benefits of what living an awakened life is. In this episode, we dive deeper into what that looks like, and not only how men can understand women better, but how energetically we can support each other. Please welcome Lorene to the show. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm so excited to bring you Lorene Kren today. <laughs> if I said that right, Lauren Kren. How you doing?
1: I'm doing fine. Thank you for having me on the podcast. We're so excited.
0: Super, super excited today because we're going to get into awakened masculinity, what divine femininity is, relationships, polarity, like we're just going to kind of see where it goes. Um, I found you on Instagram because I think you liked one of my posts that had like maybe a podcast a hashtag on it or something. And I went through this rabbit hole of like clicking on your profile, seeing that the title of what it says is like, you help men understand women better. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I
0: was like, who's this guy? Like <laughs> this <laughs> offer. I mean, I, we could all use a little bit of that in our life. Um, so I went through and read some of your posts and I was really moved by a lot of them, which led me then to your podcast and started listening through a lot of episodes to the point where I feel like in some way, Um, you are going to be an expander for a lot of people and in the way that where we're moving in our current like societies and how paradigms are falling, especially right now um, as far as what we expect from a partner and what it is that we also look into ourselves and how do we awaken ourselves? So my first question is what is the awakened masculine and what are the challenges in current masculinity or today that might prevent a man from awakening?
1: yeah so that's a great question i'm, I'm gonna start with the challenges i think the number one or i know the number one challenge is having male masculine mentors really it's for men i'm speaking for myself i was always looking for a mentor somebody who can really guide me to become more present somebody who can guide me to overcome my fears my insecurities and we grew up in society where Our role models are often never have done any proper inner work, Mm. not to blame them or judge them. But for men, it is very, very, very important to have a mentor. And another challenge is also that we never get introduced, uh, I would say, spiritual practice or practices to to ground ourselves. Mm -hmm. So we kind of get thrown into this spirituality bubble And what then happens is, I'm going to throw a really important term, in here is spiritual bypassing. Mm -hmm. So what happened to me, just to give a little bit of a backside story, I started reading books like Eckhart Tolle, going into spiritual gurus. But what I realized is I was missing the grounding. I was missing to really be present. I was just diving into all these spiritual concepts. So that's why I would say one of the biggest challenges is to really have somebody to guide us and to initiate us into what is awakened masculinity. Mm -hmm. And I would describe awakened masculinity, we could say there are three stages. Stage one, if you don't mind, if I can cuss here. please. No, this the show is called Spiritual Shit. Please (laughs) Yeah, I remember. That's why I wanted to ask. So the very first stage is like this kind of asshole masculinity. It's like, I don't care. I don't give a shit. Of course, that's a mask. Mm It's only to hide insecurity that has nothing to do with our authentic truth. The second stage is more this kind of nice guy, pleaser, sensitive, emotional, which are powerful traits. But if they are not grounded again, it becomes too much. It becomes overly sensitive and there is no balance. And we could say that the third stage is the awakened masculine stage. Other teachers put it differently. I put it like that Mm -hmm. third stage. You really fuse these first two stages together. So stage one, this kind of asshole, but you move it more to a setting healthy boundaries and really learning to say no from a place of integrity. And the second stage, being, having empathy, being a good listener, being sensitive, but not to a degree where you start pleasing others. Mm-hmm. So this is like a kind of broad and a kind of easy way to describe the awakened masculine.
0: Now, when you spoke about uh, the challenges in finding a mentor um, in one of your uh, podcasts, you had mentioned that in like ancient societies or even indigenous ones, um, how there was typically a time where the man became a man and he had the mentors take them away from their mother if they were getting too attached to their mom in order to ingratiate them or initiate them into this new masculine stage and how in this society, we don't really have that. For men at this point so do you believe that the challenges arise out of our modern the way that our modern life is or like is it just accepted in society like because of the suppression of emotionality or like you know like men feel like they have to do things by themselves
1: yeah yeah uh, you're mentioning powerful things here i think it's a combination of all of them we're missing this initiation also another thing is the society really um rewards people who please Mm-hmm. At, at least this is how I perceive this, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm in my own bubble here, <laughs> but I perceive it that people who please and who are always kind and and always giving, giving, but never really filling their own cup, these people are getting rewarded. And mm-hmm. I was always this kind of pleaser mm-hmm. and I was getting rewarded for it. So I, only through a mentor and for the help of others, I was able to break through that, which I haven't broken through completely yet. There's always some work to be done. But Yeah. yeah to, to give you an answer it's a mixture between all of these things yes
2: yeah
0: so essentially healthy boundaries because um, it makes sense like when you find when for a woman as far as attraction goes um to, to like it's that thing that girls say about oh he's too nice yeah. It's like what do you mean he's <laughs> too nice like he's that's you want a nice guy and women, women don't want assholes like they don't but because of the way our society's kind of like bastardize that way of thinking Um, we tend to go or can go after more aggressive types of men because that may mask or mirror the type of actual trait that we're looking for does
1: that make sense like it makes completely sense and and i I think the badass is still like we we call it the badass in society but it's still a very immature masculine version like you mentioned because Then, of course, this guy is not pleasing. However, he's also not able to open his heart. He's Mm -hmm. not able to really bring vulnerability. And yeah, vulnerability is a whole other topic, but... Which we're going to talk about. (laughs) Yeah, I would love that. Vulnerability is a huge and such an important thing. Changed my life
0: it's a, so it's a beautiful, interesting balance. Let's go first where you're talking about boundaries. Um, so what is an, an awakened masculine? What does that look like? Like, what are boundaries look like for them? If like, if we're not looking for a guy who's like super, you know, pushover or whatever, and we don't want the asshole and the balance between the two, what does that mean?
1: Yeah. I, I really love you. I love your questions. They're so they're amazing. <laughs> no, but, um, it's really, I, I can give you an example here right now. Let's let's make a typical masculine feminine example. And mm-hmm. before I say that, I want to mention, I'm not here to put things into boxes or to label things. These are just concepts, mm-hmm. concepts we need to integrate and, and don't take too literally, just in context.
0: Right, and we're talking but, about masculine and feminine energetic. So this could apply yes. to same sex as well and other things.
1: Exactly, so, yeah. exactly. So I'm going to use the typical example, man, woman right now, just for this podcast. So let's say... I am working right now on my business. I'm working on my purpose. And now my girlfriend calls me and she's really telling me things about her day. And now it's crucial because I could now just stop doing, working on my purpose and I could just talk with her. I could go, I could listen to her and talk with her. But if I truly deep down want to work on my purpose right now, a really healthy boundary would sound like hey, baby, right now I'm working on my purpose. I'm going to come back to you in two or three hours when I can fully show up for you and be fully present because I really want to be there for you. I don't want to be half there only for you. Mm-hmm. And and these kind of boundaries, I don't know if that counts for every woman, but as far as what I've heard, what I experienced in my relationship now, this is, this is nourishing the feminine so much more then when you just start talking and the, she can feel, my girlfriend would then, for example, feel that I am not fully there. I'm mm-hmm. not truly listening. I'm busy in my mind with something else still. And I think it's all about quality. It's not about quantity. It's yeah. really about the quality of interaction. And that's what the feminine craves for, at least in my world.
0: Yeah, that's really interesting because that is a, a major complaint about feeling like, especially in relationships, feeling like you're not being seen or heard, which is the deep, that is in the, the belly of the feminine woman wanting that, like wanting to be seen or heard um, and without being able to fully be present. Like we, we know that. So you speak so much about feminine intuition and um, about our ability to be able to sense out things uh, in the man and the masculine. Um, can you speak to that a little bit? Because there is, when we talk about the polarities of the masculine and the feminine, um, there's a lot of talk in modern society today and which I would love to debunk about like how men are harsh and hard and they don't want love and they don't want this or that, but they've just kind of been taught to be shut off from that. But for women, we also have our toxicity on our side where we've, we've, we can't surrender and we animate into the masculine and we feel like we need to protect ourselves because we can't, we don't feel safe. And our societies have not protected us in the past. And our fear of, you know, having our, you know, just our choices taken away, but also like being hurt or harmed or that kind of thing. So women are animating in a very masculine way in order to protect themselves, but finding that they're lacking the polarity to be able to attract a true masculine. And so we have these like really like broken things that are attracting each other. Um, So can you speak to like, and you do speak a lot about it, but like the importance of how the masculine makes the feminine feel safe and what that does to the polarity of a relationship.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so making a woman feel safe, it's really, it's it's an art and it's nothing you can master. It's something that needs to be trained every single day. And I see it as the most profound and potent spiritual practice there is in the world. Because the feminine always reflects the internal state of the masculine. That means I can be for 10 years super grounded, super in my zone But if i'm then one day completely inconsistent disorientated impatient with her she's going to reflect that to me and this is really something black and white this is how it always works it's this it's this direct reflection of what's present in the masculine right now and yeah that's like to make a woman feel safe it's not about being the perfect man. You can't be always grounded. A lot of men, clients come to me also and say, but how do I do it? It's so difficult. It sounds so much, but they're going into the concepts. Mm-hmm. It's it's more about giving your best and, and the feminine can always feel that. Mm-hmm. And really, like I said before, it's really about admitting that you're not able to make a woman feel safe right now. Hey, right now I'm experiencing fear. I'm going through this, revealing from the heart, which is very difficult by the way. Mm -hmm. This is not easy because it can also, can sound like a kind of drama, like a melodrama. Oh yeah, it's so difficult right now. This of course makes the feminine even much more unsafe. (laughs) So there are so many subtle nuances and it's, but it's really an art every man has to find for themselves. I would say the key is to really focus on practices to become more present mm-hmm. and to find our unique and authentic voice and truth. Mm-hmm. That's the key.
0: That's, I think that's really potent because for a woman um, and the feminine, and I can speak to that because I'm a woman, <laughs> but <laughs> the um, the importance of like, so being in the feminine energetic and being in that space, like intuition lives there. So like for us, we can intuit quite, quite easily. Like what is the status of the male that's in our life? Like we can feel those shifts in energy and we ask like, you know, is everything okay? Everything's fine. You know, whatever. And we know that there's, that's not the case. Um, So for the, for the masculine, like now you talk about being boundaries and awakened masculine. So we're going to get a little bit deeper into that. Um, But what does it mean to have a, a true masculine be balanced also in his feminine?
1: yeah yeah and it is really this is this is this is the art this is the art to to balance these two things there are there guys who I grew up, my father died very early in my life. So I grew up more with that kind of feminine energy. So I had to cultivate masculine energy. Mm -hmm. For me, it was much more important to be around other men, to learn from mentors who had a, I would say, more aggressive approach. Mm -hmm. Not that that was necessarily important. Of course, compassion was also there. But it, it really depends on where each individual is right now on their journey. Some grow up with this, what you described before, hard closed, no, everything is fine. I'm feeling nothing. Mm-hmm. They need more the feminine essence, the feminine energy to cultivate that. Mm-hmm. And others need to cultivate the masculine essence. And yeah, if you just feel deep inside and are aware of that, then you can really know for yourself, what do you need to cultivate? What's, what's really important right now? where do you hold blockages?
0: So it's, it's self-awareness.
1: Yes, it's self-awareness, exactly. And this, is, this, is, this balance is of course the trickiest thing. I mean, this is, if, if I would say I'm totally balanced, I would say I'm enlightened. I'm so far <laughs> from enlightenment. So yeah, I would really put it on the same stage like enlightenment, so mm-hmm. I th- it's a daily thing and continuous practice is the only thing, yeah, to balance yeah. these energies out.
0: So for someone who is, I mean, they're in the, like, I, I think this is such a challenging, but like beautiful topic because especially for those of us, a lot of women are concerned about relationships and we are in a lot of that lack mentality because it just doesn't seem like men understand these concepts. And and that way there's a, that pulling of feeling like, okay we're kind of scared. We're, it, it, it encourages the, the unsafe feeling, right? Like maybe we won't find people who will see us this way or be this way or whatever. Um, so I would love to get into vulnerability because that is an aspect to most of my clients and most of the other women I speak with, even the other male friends that I have, that is a big challenge for them to be able to tap into. And so I would like to ask you first, like, how did you tap into that for yourself? And then what tips would you have for other men or women who are trying to support their men and becoming more vulnerable and opening that part of themselves?
1: Yeah. So how it started for me, it was always easy for me to, to share, to share my pain, to share what is going on. However, um, vulnerability is not just vulnerability. Mm -hmm. When a a man says, when there is a huge difference between somebody talking out of the victim role Mm -hmm. and somebody talking out of of his true vulnerability. So for instance, when a man says, I can't do it anymore. Life is so difficult. I'm so lost. This has nothing to do with vulnerability. Mm -hmm. This is just playing the victim, just in a one harsh sentence. Vulnerability is really about expressing and revealing from the heart but still having a sense of responsibility that these are things you have to deal with yourself because every each individual on their journey is responsible for what's going on in their life and where they stand in their inner growth Mm
2: -hmm.
1: so what was what i came more from that it was easy for me to be vulnerable but i was over vulnerable i was it was it became almost like a drama it became too much it became ungrounded other guys have the difficulty to even just express anything because their heart is so shut down so this again it requires two different approaches mm-hmm. for example the guy who like me in the past or still now sometimes who has this over vulnerable approach it's wiser for that guy to really sit down and sit with this go pr- practice presence and grounding himself and then to share that from a more from a more grounded place and for the for the man who is really stuck rigid heart completely closed what we what we see more often in society Mm -hmm. for them it's better to really just try to share everything Mm -hmm. so again this requires two different approaches Mm
0: -hmm. so when when it comes to you know dating um I would say in our society, we have more of men who have a hard time uh, sharing that part of themselves. So what what tips would you have as far as like them being able to start to tap into that? Because sometimes you open that gate, right? And then the suddenly the woman becomes the therapist in a yeah. lot of ways. And I've played yeah. that role in some few of the relationships. Oh, no. <laughs> and so it's, it's kind of like you're, you're trying to find this balance. You see this vulnerability. You want to encourage it from that perspective, but you also don't want to become someone's free trauma therapist. And so in that way, like how, what, I guess like I'm, I'm asking like, um, what are some examples that men can start opening that part of themselves and get in touch with that part of themselves without burdening the feminine and also like feeling the balance between sharing and then like seeking therapy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think I I would really practical advice right now is breath work. Mm -hmm. I am a huge advocate of breath work. I've been doing it for the last four and a half, five years almost. Mm -hmm. Um, And are so many different ones. I recommend Wim Hof Breathing. This is a great starter. There are pranayama and yogic breathing. There is so much. And breath work is really what connects a man or what connects anybody with their body. It's really and and I think it's, or I think, I know, I have to stop saying, I think, I know that for men, when they get out of their mind and into the body, they're naturally able to share. Mm. These things are not difficult. It's not like you are following a specific recipe to be an awakened masculine man. Oh yeah, but I got to check the checklist. Uh, I have yeah. to say yeah. this right now. This is, this would be horrible. This would be mm. devastating. This is called spiritual bypassing. Yeah. The awakened masculine is, or the awakened masculinity is really more about staying in, with an open heart in your unique, authentic truth.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so, yeah, and breath work really brings you into your truth and really opens also the channels to release these blockages mm-hmm. that keep the heart shut down. So what I do with every single one of my clients who comes to me and is numbed out or experiences that is directly to cultivate breath work practice in their life. Mm-hmm.
0: It's a so I have a couple of episodes where we talk about breath work and I've done a few sessions with those people, and it was I mean, and I'm an emotional person. I'm a super vulnerable, open person, and I bawled my eyes out, and I couldn't even place what it was I was crying about. It just opened up some some energetic blockage inside of me that felt like wow and I needed to sit with it for like a week after you know like that there was this this magical you know if you will awakening that had happened that made me super super aware of you know what was hurting me at the time that maybe I had shut out and so I do I think that's a wonderful tip and I think like that's if you ever come out with like a breathwork series or something for men or whatever I'll promote the hell out of it um thank
1: you so it's just like
0: (laughs) um so in that like let's go let's move into so now that we've done vulnerability move into um attraction and polarity um Mm -hmm. first i would love because you do speak you speak mostly to men but you acknowledge in a lot of your podcasts the the traits of women um and what what they are so what is in your philosophy um your definition of a deeply feminine woman or the divine feminine if you will and what is attractive about that to a true masculine
1: Mm. Yeah, it's, it's the div- describing the divine feminine is impossible, but I'm going to give my best. I've yeah. written hundreds of poems about the divine feminine and still I see I'm not scratching the surface anywhere near. It's really, for me, it's what I see or what I've learned in my philosophy. It's really the feminine can be seen as the ocean and the masculine can be seen as the mountain. Mm -hmm. The ocean is unpredictable, forever changing. There are storms, there are waves. Sometimes it's calm. Still, at the depth of the ocean, there is incredible depth and that remains constant. It's not like the feminine is just a whirlwind. That's also a lot of... I see that especially there's some movement called man-town movement or something like that. Mm -hmm. I'm not exactly sure how it's called. And these are just hurt inner boy... Guys who, who, who judge the feminine, put it into a box. All women are like this. This is, the, this is just a metaphor of the, of the herd masculine. Mm-hmm. So to back to my metaphor, we could now imagine that this ocean, let's say that's possible in nature that the ocean hits the mountain. The mountain stands still. It's rooted in its roots. We could also say that the feminine is manifestation, expression, and the masculine is free and still consciousness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And and that the and what makes a divine feminine attractive, it's exactly this, this oceanic kind of behavior and and essence. What makes a woman attractive is when she goes through emotional storms. That makes a woman attractive. Many men don't understand this. I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. A woman the feminine doesn't go through emotional storms because a woman doesn't have her life figured out it's so the opposite it's because this is just a beautiful expression of nature the wind sometimes blows stronger and sometimes less Mm -hmm. and if you understand this on a deeper level as a man that's exactly what you're the most attracted to so what almost every guy complains about is exactly what he's most attracted to (laughs) A lot of guys are entitled these days, and I used to be entitled. They say a woman has to be that and this and this. She has to be girly, but not this. No, but you can't have a div- divine feminine being without all the, without the light goddess and the destructive goddess, the <laughs> goddess that tears you apart and shreds you into pieces, and just leaves you or drowns you almost in her ocean, and you have to swim back up there find pieces of your soul but in the end when you understand what's truly going on you're like thank you from Mm. the bottom of my heart i devote myself to you divine feminine yeah this makes me
0: want to cry (laughs) because (laughs) a lot of a lot of what women are being told about what's deeply feminine about them is problematic
1: it's not it's exactly what's attractive
0: it's it's crazy though, because to have like these emotions, it's funny, I almost put it the same way. I said, women are weather systems and men are the, the stillness of yeah. the ground. Um, and, and I find that to be so interesting because a lot of feminines are hurt by this, this particular part of our femininity, our ability to be able to intuit. Um, it's like, you could be cooking dinner and then feel like, Oh, something's wrong with my mom. I need to call her, you know? So they're like having that, like, um, I, my mom used to say women are like spaghetti and men are like boxes. <laughs> and so, cause we feel everything, everything is connected for us. And, and, and for men, it's like a kind of a category kind of thing. You open this box and then close it and go back in the other one or whatever. So in the way that you even talked about boundaries, it was very similar. Like in order to be present, I need to open one box and then close it completely to go to the next one. So I found that to be interesting, but for for women specifically, like there's so much pain in that. Like our emotionality is considered erratic. Um, you know, if we have real feelings, are you on your period? You know, like it's we're we're condescended constantly about having these aspects of ourselves, and when we demunitize that, and then we become more masculine, and and the way that we think is the pleasing aspect mm. of being like the calm, the quiet woman. That's not you know whatever. Um, we then we 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 take off our power we yeah. like we we diminish like we dim our power so in that way that's i don't know that hits me it moves me in a way because it's like wow like the things that we've often been told are not acceptable in our society are the very things that makes us super powerful and maybe that's why because that's the scary part right is that why the witches were burned at the stake and everything you know because yeah. women have this seduction ability they have this power to bring and draw you in they have this power to like you said like just tear you to shreds and then you know bring you back together and maybe in that our society has very very much feared women yeah and so we've 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 swung to another um part of the pendulum in a way
1: what i just want to what i just want to add here is to every woman listening right now i used to be horrible to women i am not a saint i didn't I didn't take my first breath and was this guy who who understood that on this level. I said horrible things. I treated women like garbage many, many times. It was this pain, this pain which I created over and over again, the mirrors I had that brought me here. So that's really important to mention because often women come to me and tell me, this is amazing. I want to attract a guy like you. (laughs) You don't know the guy I used to be. Mm. You don't know that I used to be. So yeah, um, it's, it's a journey for everyone. And, and what I also want to add here is one time a guy came to me and he said, I want a woman to be girly. That's her. That's what she needs to do. And I told that guy, no, you gotta make her feel safe. Mm -hmm. you got to be able to hold space for her collective pain, because the truth is this is inside every woman because the men didn't do their job correctly. My ancestors, I mean, I, I'm sure there were great ancestors who did amazing things. But what happened in the last decades was just, let's put it honestly, we don't have to say, we don't have to put everything in a nice way. It was horrible. It's a nightmare. It was a nightmare. Yeah. It's like no, almost no man able to hold space completely in this kind of, I don't like the word toxic But in this kind of toxic masculine energy rolling over, I don't give a shit. And yeah, and now we men have to, this is our duty, stand up and repair everything our ancestors, not our far great ancestors, but the people before us have ruined. Mm -hmm. And if a guy says, oh, I don't want to do that. I didn't do anything. Sorry, dude, Mm -hmm. but you are not taking responsibility and you are a coward. Sorry, Mm -hmm. but it's just like that. What, what do you want to do now? Do it differently? It's just how it is. Mm-hmm. It's what happened. We are here in this time and I can say, yeah, but but I don't want that. I don't want that my girlfriend comes with her collective pain to me. I, I, just, wanna, I just want a woman who is free. But, but this kind of thinking, if I just hear that, I'm like, oh, red flag, red flag, red flag. These are the typical kind of and i used to be like that spiritual bypassing guys going around floating around mm-hmm. i'm so spiritual i honor the divine feminine but there is no honoring happening <laughs> yeah
0: yeah that's amazing um because I, I just as you said it i thought about it in the opposite terms imagine that women had come and pillaged and raped and you know like slaved and you know a lot of that like if that had been our history and it had been switched it would have been our responsibility to fix that but it's not
1: possible it it wouldn't have happened because (laughs) the the ego is just not able to manifest yeah sorry to interrupt you but
0: no i go ahead like i just think that that's it's such an interesting balance to see um especially for for women who are listening like gosh, like we, we are in that space where a lot of times we don't feel safe. We just don't feel safe. There was a video that you said, the first one that I watched, this is why she won't sleep with you. And I was, and at first I was like, this better not be some gamey, like uh, advice about like how to get a girl to sleep with you, you know? Um, And it wasn't, but it was, it was interesting because we don't feel safe. Like we don't like a lot of the, even just, you know, the dating culture today, when when we have to meet up with someone we have to i when i would go on a date i have to tell people this is where i'm going to be this is who it is. here's a screenshot of this here's the you know like when i was in another country i would ask for people's passports like before i went out with them can i can you send me a uh, really? image of your passport wow. and the, some of them would react badly like what do you think i'm going to do da, da, da. i said if you're having this reaction do you know what it's like to be a woman like right now in this time mm. like to meet up with a complete stranger like i'm going to be chopped up to bits and thrown in the ocean so like yeah. i need to do what's perfect like good for my safety and then to be in that interaction to still try to have a normal conversation with someone yes. or even yes. allow someone to come home with you or whatever that looks like we have to feel safe and sometimes yeah, we still go along with it without feeling safe
1: every time you asked can i have your passports? can i see it you gave them an invitation to develop trust between the mm-hmm. two of you And when then the man says, what you think, what you want, like you said, test failed. Not Mm -hmm. like there is a, there's like a test sheet and you fail and win it. (laughs) It has to come from a deeper authentic place, but you invited them. But the problem is that this awareness is totally missing in most guys. It's not there. And, and the thing is, it wasn't there inside me. If I would have had this knowledge before, I would have used it before. And I know for 100%, if guys would experience what I have experienced, what other men coaches, have, men's coaches have experienced, they would think the exact same way. Mm-hmm. It's not that these guys are horrible or that these guys are providing a threat for the society. It's just that they don't know any better. Mm-hmm. They are so hurt, so hurt and in the in the beginning i was angry at them but i'm starting to develop more and more compassion because i am asking myself then think about you many years or two three years back yeah you would have how did you come
0: upon that then like what changed for you
1: (sighs) it was actually pain pain i mentioned that my i think i mentioned it i'm not sure actually That my father died when i was just turning 15 Mm -hmm. and um there was so much pain around that there was just it was i went through i lived years in emotional numbness Mm -hmm. we could say it was a depression but i wasn't clinically depressed or took anything but i was just in this emotional numbness i had many friends many people but i was always a great actor in showing like i have it figured out (laughs) many men are that by the way that's why it's so difficult also for 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 the feminine to to touch upon that and this emotional numbness it was just it was devastating for me and then i realized that my relationships were so traumatic and my experience with women first of all i was simply using them in interactions, like just wanting, I'm just going to put it here, honestly, yeah. just wanting to have sex with them and just then not answer anymore. This is what I used to do. Mm-hmm. Not for a long time, but I did it. And I also thought it was cool, this, this kind of pickup lines and being, I listened to dating coaches, but it gave me the complete wrong refer- reference and framework. And then at a certain point, I realized I feel fucked up. Mm. I feel more fucked up than I felt when my father died. Mm. And then I was like, something is wrong here. What are these dating coaches telling me? I'm completely not happy in any relationship. And that's when it started. I went into books about masculinity and I attracted my girlfriend, Rihanna, one and a half years ago, my queen. And. She broke me completely apart. At mm-hmm. she, she, the beginning, I exposed all of that shit on her. Mm-hmm. So actually, she should have broken up with me. She didn't for some reason. She still says she should have actually back then. It would have been the right thing because I didn't treat her well in the beginning. She broke from my spiritual by, bypassing, my spiritual ego. But because I was so in love with her, I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. I kept going. And at a certain point it made click again and again and again and again. And it was, it's this warrior training. I see it as a warrior. Mm -hmm. You are training yourself as a warrior. You wake up and your girlfriend says, comes with you with something you didn't throw the trash out. Show compassion. This is the warrior training. Don't get angry. Every single time. And every single day I saw it as a warrior training. And at a certain point, you just uh, change, you know, Mm -hmm. like, you also have to decide at a a certain point. I asked myself, okay, Lorin, honest talk with you you right now, just you and me. Do you want to continue suffering? Do you want this relationship to break apart because of your codependence issues? Mm -hmm. Because you're not able to really share truthfully what's going on, hiding behind masks? Or do you want this to work? Do you Mm want to make this work? And that's when it shifted.
0: So this woman came in and just like busted you open.
1: (laughs) She busted me open. (laughs) And this woman, she destroyed me and she still (laughs) destroys me. If after this call, I give her a call and I'm ungrounded or acting weird and inconsistent, she's going to destroy me. (laughs) She's going to say maybe she she doesn't feel connected to me or she's going to express it in different ways. And then I have a choice again. Am I gonna say, "Oh, you always say that," oh, what? but I'm here with you? Or do I say, "Okay, what's going on? Check in my body." Mm, oh, she's right. I'm actually completely ungrounded right now. Oh, she's right. I'm actually right now projecting something on her. Oh, I'm not listening deeply to her. Oh, 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 etc.
0: Now, a lot of women who might listen to this might be like, see, I knew I was right, and this and this, and this but women also have their toxic traits as well, um, sure, which, yeah. like, if maybe you can reflect a little bit on that and how, um, the, what, are, what are those traits that women offer to men that can be stifling or toxic?
1: I would Very say... Be careful. <laughs> you have to be careful, yeah. but not in a sense of... Um, Not in a sense of I'm afraid to Mm -hmm. say something right now I'm going to share, but there is a lot of collective pain Mm -hmm. and you got to be careful what you say. You Mm -hmm. can't just say whatever you want and we men are responsible, one man, one word. It's apparently like that. So Mm -hmm. if I say something super weird right now, I got to stand behind it in some kind of way. So that's why I reflected, because I'm not going to just... What what comes up for me is exactly what you already described before. It's that animation of masculine energy. It's that not willingness to be led by a man, Mm -hmm. even if he's in, in his masculine. So what can happen is that, let's say, a woman who is very, very wounded by past experiences from other men and whatever, connects with a man who is really able to love her and really able to be there and hold space but she's simply not able to take that leap, to, to, to risk a little bit to open her heart again. Mm-hmm. That can, I, of course, we could say the man is responsible as the creator and leader uh, when it comes to energetical, when it comes to the energy. I'm not saying men are leaders. I'd yeah. say the relationship when it comes to the sexual polarity, the masculine has to lead in some mm-hmm. kind of way.
0: Mm, yeah, Because the female wants to be pursued, the feminine.
1: Once yes it you exactly I, it doesn't this has nothing to do with whether a, whether what a woman builds a big business does that nothing yeah. to do with that yeah. can, a woman can have the biggest business, earn millions. The guy is working as a gardener and earns six hundred bucks per month, but still he's leading from his heart at least mm-hmm. that's the thing mm-hmm. but yeah that that, that that the feminine is not able to open towards that and, and that can also happen that the wounds are so strong that And the other question is also, why are you still attracting broken men? That's Mm -hmm. also a question every woman should should ask herself. Why are you attracting broken men who treat you like garbage? Mm -hmm. Why? Do you feel on a deeper level that this is how you should be treated? Possibly that, of course, that's not always the case, but it can be the case. And I think we all have to reflect upon, okay, somebody treats me badly. It's, It's their thing. But at the same time, I attracted them. I attracted mm-hmm. them. So I, a lot of guys, for instance, talk about my girlfriend was gaslighting me. She was narcissistic and these kind of things. Maybe true, but mm-hmm. why did you attract her in the first place?
2: Mm-hmm. You're
1: responsible for creating your own reality. Your inner relationship reflects your outer relationships.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah. yeah.
0: I think a lot of women have, um, at least like I can see, we we ultimately believe that it's not possible to find someone who sees us because mm-hmm. of our experiences and that wounding uh, continues that narrative right that like you know there are no men out here who do this so then they feel that scarcity of the the wounding of the scarcity and that feeling of like okay i'm it's not possible to be able to attract in someone who will behave this way or treat me this yeah. way and so I believe d- deeply that's how we continue to manifest those, the, that, the aspect of that, of the masculine. Um, for women, or, or sorry, for on the men's side, as far as like who they're attracting or, or, and whatnot, um, I can only speak from an overlanding of what I've, I've heard, but what you were speaking to about like that closing of the heart and feeling like it was like all the dating coaches out there are being like, say this and do this. And they're being manipulated by, the, the aspect of that wounding as well, in order to be able to sleep with a woman who then doesn't feel safe. <laughs> and then it <laughs> continues that cycle kind of over and over and over. Um, I think like that, that's where we mess up our, our charges, if you will, like we have mm. we're magnets, right. And we're trying to ma- magnetize each other, but we end up turning to the opposite side of the magnets and we're, we're repelling each other, but still getting together in these like really fucked up (laughs) relationships or interactions that continue to deepen that narrative. And so like, I think the importance, um, I think the importance of what's being said here is very much that the, in the masculine being the leader and in the, in the energy, if you will, because a a deeply feminine woman wants to be pursued. um, the man has to make space for that like it has to be in his initiation so what is it that women can be doing to support men in creating that space or if you if she's single like what can she be doing to start attracting someone like that Hmm.
1: i have to say i'm personally only coaching men so regarding (laughs) your your second question about attracting that i don't think i'm the best approach for that okay that's okay i would i would more help men with these kind of things to attract the feminine being yeah but regarding can you ask me your first question you asked me something you asked me what yeah exactly what women can do to help men with Mm -hmm. that? and what really helps is to the complete compliments but not no man no man wants to hear your body looks amazing you're so hot i i love being because with you because your body is amazing that that is um, no not giving a man anything nothing no woman wants to hear that either (laughs) <laughs> no woman's feel that either. And I'm not saying that women are necessarily saying that, but just in case, yeah. it's about respecting a man's masculine energy. So if you want to make a guy feel really amazing and touch his deepest heart, it's saying something as, I love how you took the lead today. I love how you talked with that person from your heart. I love that you're following your purpose and not giving by with life's challenges. When my girlfriend tells me things like that, I'm like, I cried more often, or, uh, more often, and I'm so deeply emotionally touched because the mas- then the masculine is being respected, and that's what every man wants. Mm-hmm. Many many guys think if they sleep with many women, they get respect from the other guys, right? Mm-hmm. But what they're longing for. Is a complete different depth of respect mm-hmm. and this is what i'm talking about right now you i found it so amazing that you gave that homeless person five euros i found it so amazing and it's really not about is exactly what what the man did but more focus on his being mm. because otherwise the man the masculine might think again oh i gotta do this and this in order to impress her Mm-hmm. But if he gets validated for his authentic truth, mm-hmm. wow! Then he's able to just fully hone in and own his masculine strength, and and that's what he needs, right? That's mm-hmm. what keeps sexual polarity and this divine dance between the divine feminine and divine masculine going.
0: So, so acknowledging the depth of their character.
1: Yes, exactly. In one. The parts sentence. in them,
0: encouraging them, words of affirmation. Um, holding space in that space. Um, I do know like a lot of women, we can like our words are some of our most powerful uh, ability. We're communicators. I tend to be more likely to be communicative and we can, we can tear people apart with our words. Mm. And something that I've been very like uh, passionate about is the vibration of words and what people say and women being women women and men, obviously everybody, but like if we're we're speaking in the polarities and the feminine being, being also diligent and careful about what it is that we're speaking into that person, because we do have the ability to tear them down significantly um, at their core. We, We can find that easily. We can see where your little wounding is. That's where the intuition comes in, where we're able to kind of like do a body scan and say something doesn't feel right or something, you know, like we can intuit those types of things and people, women can use that for for evil, if you will, if they wanted to, but it it comes out of a wounding type of place. So being kind of more cognizant of that, if you would like to support a man better and and get that result and encourage that type of behavior for a man to be able to come become more vulnerable and more in his authentic character in order to be able to make more space for us to be feel safe. It's not a responsibility, but this is a way that we can support it. Um, Something interesting you talk about is, um, a woman, a woman's desire for surrender, and a man's true purpose.
2: Hmm.
0: Um, and I don't know if those are correlated or they're separate topics. I feel like they kind of go together. But like um, a woman in wanting to support a man um, and his greatest purpose and what that what what his purpose is on earth or however you spoke about that spiritually.
1: Yeah, so it goes hand in hand, like you said. It's really. <laughs> unless a man without a purpose is like a word without meaning i think Mm -hmm. it was matt smith who said that i just love the quotes Mm -hmm. and when a man has no purpose a woman is not able to surrender i'm going to give an easy metaphor to understand this more vividly let's say the man has a ship and he's sailing into the ocean with that ship and that ship gotta work you know it's like if you You're in the heart of the ocean. This ship has to be safe. It needs a direction where it's going to sail. It needs a captain, you as the man. And let's say the feminine is now on that ship too. And she wants to surrender, but she can only surrender if you have a clear direction and a clear purpose. If you come from a very clear and authentic space, if you're not all over the place. Mm -hmm. And a woman, there is a difference in how... Even uh, explain explained this better and more simpler. A man solves things through, prob- through, through analytical thinking often. I think logical, rational, bam, 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 bam. I'm going to choose this, ta-ta-ta. And we try to project it on women. But a woman is not dealing with problems in that way. I mean, just think about yourself. Do you like to sit down, analytically think about things and make no. logical answers? Not at all, right? You, you hate it. You hate it it doesn 't correlate with your truth with your essence, mm-hmm. it almost rejects your essence. Yeah. I will be telling you, please make a plan right now, make a specific goal and, and schedule your whole day and do da, 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 da. It would be like uh, what does this person do I
0: can for do it, but it 's not, it's not what I would prefer. like my creativity yeah. and my ability to intuit, how things go actually
1: works better for me exactly and that 's what i 'm referring to a woman. Surrenders more into her flow. There is like a flow, exactly what you described. Actually, that's mm. it. That's yeah. it. Not that men shouldn't surrender, we need that too. It's not like we're gonna solve all day problems. That's also a huge trap that then the masculine thinks a woman is a problem to be solved mm. because you fix a car, you 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 fix your business, you fix this and that, and then ah, she's coming with her emotions. Ah, this pattern again Ah, let me fix this it's like that. but it's a complete wrong approach when it comes yeah. to intimacy
0: yeah that's interesting because there's a lot of women who like will say they'll come to their partner about something they're not looking for it to be fixed they just need the stillness right they need someone
1: to listen and this be the there number one thing this is and the number one thing still nobody understands almost <laughs> nobody talks about it people are at the age of 60 70 don't understand it i don't get it why mm-hmm. a lot of people are talking about it a lot of men's coaches if you dig a little bit deeper you could understand it but yeah also that's not completely true it took me also a longer time to understand it on a deeper <laughs> level because it because it has to be it has to be an insight so i take my words back i was yeah. sinful but and I'm st- that, go ahead sorry sorry, but I'm still a fool sometimes. Still sometimes when my girlfriend share something, I'm like, yeah, you got to do this. Very rarely. But when I do it, I'm always like, oh no, man, what are you doing? Making this bullshit come up again.
0: Oh. I think that's that that's intense. like, women just
1: want to be seen.
0: Like they that's want intense. in that moment, yeah. They just want to be seen. Like they want that moment to be able to say, like, it's not about complaining. It's about, it's about the surrendering actually. Yes. To able to say, exactly. I would like to like open this part of my heart to you about what's going on with me. And in that sharing, that is a part of surrender.
1: Yeah. And, and,
0: and then when the masculine sees it as a problem, it's like, ah, you know, our defenses go up and it's yeah. just like, okay, this is not a safe space for me to be able to share this with you anymore. Yeah. I don't feel safe. So what do we do? We go to our girlfriends and like, it's always seen as like you're complaining you're this and that, but that's our therapy. Like we sit down and talk with each other and like get to be able to be seen with each other and surrender with each other. And that's, that is, it's what we need, but in our highest need and the polarity of that attraction, we need that from our mate. We need that to be seen. We need to be able to open up and surrender that aspect of ourselves without feeling threatened that we're going to be mansplained out of it or that it's going to be like, you're doing this wrong. And that's why Shelly acted like this to you or to you at work or, you know, whatever the thing, the, the issue may be. And that does often make us feel problematic. We feel like our bodies are problematic. It's the reason why we got raped or we got assaulted or whatever. It's, it was our responsibility. And in that wounding in and of itself makes it so difficult to feel like there is a safe space for us hmm. to, to trust and be. And, and that's the whole point, right? To be in the feminine is to be. So, yeah. and we haven't had an opportunity to do that. Like, or at least like we're not encouraged to do so.
1: Mm. Yeah. And it's, it's, when I started to really embody these teachings more and I'm no, not anywhere near perfect and my girlfriend, <clears throat> excuse me, was able to surrender more into her feminine. That's what most guys don't understand, but because they never had a direct experience but I'm going to give a, a really interesting metaphor. Like I'm kind of, I have this poetic language and, and, and make it extravagant, but it's just my <laughs> style. But let's say the deepest, the deepest thing a woman craves is to be able to throw dishes at you, to scream, to scream, to scream so loudly that it bursts windows apart. That, and, and, and the man to just stand still as a rock Heart open and embrace all of her and just gets closer and says, yeah, bring it all, bring it all to me. I can stand still. Of course, if this really would happen, I'm not sure if I would stand still like a rock. I don't think so. (laughs) I would completely collapse and lose my shit probably. But that's the metaphor. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, she doesn't want a solution. She wants somebody to lean onto. She wants to feel the mountain, the grounded Mm mountain so it's a reassurance the feminine is looking for are you safe Mm. are you rooted are you grounded and in my world and in the world i think it's going to be created for the masculine and feminine energies if a man is for a prolonged time period not showing up as a mountain not grounded the woman will break up with him directly Mm. but this pain of breaking up will bring him closer to himself. Mm-hmm. So we will then, when the masculine and feminine harmonizes each other, we'll live in a much easier world because it will be very clear pretty soon if something works or not.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I think and, a lot of,
0: sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, yeah. I think a lot of women um, end up staying with men that are unsafe and in in their, in their energy. Um, and so because they've been animated a masculine for themselves as a form of protection, um, but still feel like something's missing in the relationship because they can't be like that. And then the man feels emasculated as well and becomes the pleaser and becomes the person who doesn't have a spine, if you will, or however they want to explain it. Cause I can see a lot of men having a resistance to your metaphor, of being like, I'm not just going to take her bullshit and you know, whatever women think that they can just blah, 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 blah.
1: There's a, huge, there's a huge difference between taking a woman's bullshit that means her saying you are not good enough you are destroying this relationship no 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 no. hey babe i'm here for you i'm present but you can't throw everything at me mm-hmm. that's a conscious boundary hey yeah for example if what can happen more often just to interrupt you quite for a second here yeah. when you said wounded feminine and i see this more often that women who when they're very unsafe they start to go into the offense against the man they like you said rip them down you are maybe even say words you're an asshole and Mm -hmm. these kind of things that's a clear boundary for me for instance my girlfriend can throw everything at me or not everything that's bullshit. Mm -hmm. but she can throw a lot at me what's really important but if she starts provoking me, for instance, mm. if she starts, but she would never do these things on the other hand, if I would make her feel safe again, but if that would happen, I would set a clear boundary and say, Hey, okay, I can be there for you. We can talk about this, but not in this way. Yeah. That's my clear boundary here. And when, but it's, it's always this, it's a thin line. It's a very thin line. When is because actually to be honest in 98% of the cases a woman is reflecting your internal state in 2% of the times it's her trauma being projected on you
2: yeah (laughs) so
1: (laughs) yeah
0: yeah often because we are and we are such internal like energies like we are very introspective and always looking in and our heart is open and you know, trying to be in that space and never getting a chance to surrender is, is kind of our deepest wound, honestly, like never feeling like you have enough safety to be able to, to truly be in that space energetically is tiresome and exhausting. And so typically when things do come out or show up, it's as a means to one out of frustration of that exhaustion And then two, out of protection of that safety. If you felt like someone was stepping over a boundary line or in, in that wounding, you felt like you're, you're not being seen or something feels unsafe or whatever. It's a reactionary as, as a protection being what society is called forever, the weaker sex. So like always having to try to show up for ourselves in order to protect ourselves in that way. Um, I want to hear about your love story.
1: You mean the love story with my girlfriend right now? Yeah, like the one
0: who ripped you open and helped you Mm. become this person. Um, I think like my audience is predominantly female. So like we like Mm. love stories. (laughs) (laughs) So there's a post
1: that- I like love stories too, by the way. I love it. Oh,
0: great. Good. Um, there's a post that you mentioned about when you first met her or something, and it was like your soul coming back to your body or something. it was, Mm. it was beautiful. You're obviously a poet. So, um, but speak to speak on that a little bit for, I think it it will be refreshing for people to hear about a man falling in love and what's that process Mm. like.
1: So yeah, beautiful question. I didn't expect that I get that (laughs) question. Um, so what happened is that, we actually started to connect on Instagram for the first time, which is interesting because normally the, I always thought over social media, these things don't work. And, mm-hmm. and, and she worked as a stewardess still at that time. She, I live in Vienna, Austria. She lives in Holland, mm-hmm. which, is, which is like one and a half hours by plane or one hour, 20 minutes. So super easy to reach. Mm-hmm. And within two weeks of talking with each other on social media, she, she flew to Vienna, actually. At that point, I would have, should have actually came to her. This was a huge mistake I did, telling her, that wanting her to come to me. If I would really be able to reverse that, I would have come to her. Like mm-hmm. super, what, what kind of entitled bullshit is that? <laughs> hey, I like you. Can you please come to me? That's ah, no go. It's a no go. And I, I'm, I'm not afraid to admit that. But when she came, and here is what happened, and this is no joke. I saw her for the first time, I kissed her and we didn't speak for 20 minutes. Mm. I just kissed her. That was it. And it, in this kiss, it was so magical. It was like, I came home.
2: Mm. It was
1: like, what's happening? I wasn't able to say a word. I just kissed her, but I wasn't doing this out of, I want to do that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, and yeah, and then we were together. We didn't even say we were together. It just happened. We didn't care.
2: Mm-hmm. We
1: just, it was just magical. Then she spent a week here. Then directly I flew to Holland one week later directly. And we started seeing each other again and again, twice per month, sometimes three times per month. And now it's almost one and a half years. And in the beginning of the relationship, as I said before, I was totally lost in my spiritual ego, spiritual bypassing, thinking I am so wise, but I was actually just an idiot. Yeah, (laughs) it was... (laughs) It's really better for a man to admit, I have no idea, than to act like you have it figured out. Yeah. (laughs) I was, I don't know what I was doing exactly and where I was lost in it, but Mm. what I described no mentor or not a proper mentor, nobody initiated me properly. Yeah. So I had no idea. And Mm. which is not an excuse, by the way. I could have also changed my behavior. But then over the time, we started to go into so many arguments, it was very difficult. Uh, already after three, four weeks. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, while it was so difficult, we were so in love with each other. Mm. It was so tricky, but we just we couldn't. At a certain point, I was like, am I codependent? What's going on with me? Am I, What am I falling into? And then I just realized this is called soul connection. Mm-hmm. Some people call it twin flame soulmate. But to be really honest, I don't care.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I just love her. I just want her, I'm committed to her to the point where she doesn't want me anymore. If that, don't think that's going to happen. But if that happens, of course, then I have to withdraw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's my decision. That's, yeah. that's it. And in the beginning, I f- fell completely in love. But then falling in love is a process we have to go through. We have to remind ourselves, do the inner work and really commit again and again. This is a very important thing for men who are listening to this commitments you gotta commit to her again and again and again you can't say i commit but in the back of your mind still watch porn or or still think about other women like of course it's in the masculine to look for freedom and this and these kind of things it's it's not about having one thought or something but i think you know what i'm referring here it's really about a deep internal commitment i am in my integrity as a man when i I'm truly sharing with my girlfriend and it can never be that I talk with another woman about things I'm not talking about with my girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and when men do this, when infidelity, infidelity is just an expression of not being in integrity, an expression of not taking responsibility.
0: Mm-hmm. Now you brought up porn, which a lot of like, um, I, I watched some of your things can you speak to how that makes a woman feel unsafe in a relationship? Cause I think in modern society, we've told people that's a normal thing. Guys just do it even. And a lot of women don't participate in that. And so what is it? Um, maybe you can speak to the advantages or disadvantages of what that looks like for men and why does it make women feel so unsafe?
1: Yeah. So first of all, every person who says porn is normal, is completely lost or lying. I mean, that's a harsh sentence. And I'm sure there is also some aggression still inside my voice when I say this. So I think over the time, it will be more compassionate. Mm-hmm. But it still, it still takes practice. I have my things to work through. But watching porn is, you are watching two bodies mechanically rub against each other. You're watching women offering their body in ways which are uh mm. If I would see that right now, I would be like, what is this? I have to vomit. Mm. What is this bullshit? That's not divine feminine. That is uh, trash feminine, trash masculine. It's the, just the trash. It's, the, it's like when you have an ocean full of beautiful fish and wonderful and just a wonderful, clean, pure water, and you have an ocean filled with chemicals and toxic. And that's what porn is. So you ask me, I have to be more practical, I'm a little bit vague here. So um, practical, you look at it, you objectify women. You, mm-hmm. you there, there has been, I mean, what porn does to your brain, everybody can Google it on the internet, there's a great site, but here's the thing. You can watch 100 porns as a man, but you cannot sleep with 100 different women, for instance. There is a difference to that. Mm-hmm. And, and, and this, this, this availability that you are just able to have, see one woman after the other naked and doing all kinds of things which are for a very low and unconscious expression, that, 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 that fucks, that messes with a man. Mm-hmm. He's no longer able to, first of all, honor a naked body of a woman he he doesn't even notice it anymore because he had his preferences on porn this is how it should look Mm -hmm. which is not how bodies look normally and then he had the availability to see one woman after the other so what happens are really devastating things such as in the bedroom and this is a little bit intense but i hope you don't mind me sharing no let's
0: go full intense
1: but let's say um, the man sees a woman's breasts and he's like, oh, but in porn, it looked differently. Um, mm. I didn't, I don't like this.
2: Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's no
1: longer turned on by it. But why is he no longer turned on by it? Because his biology has been changed. Mm-hmm. That's not normal.
2: Yeah.
1: The beauty is that we are not perfect. Mm. The beauty is that we have all our quirks and flaws in our body. So yeah. if a man never watches porn, he will never have this issue. Mm and when i stopped watching i still took me a long time to work through that because you start to judge things or label things oh that ass looks good this this yeah this creates so much unsafety i remember a guy recently who told me when he's with a girl he makes jokes about other women passing and says oh she has a better ass than you and i was like dude what the fuck are you talking about this is disrespectful and he said to me nah man i'm doing this from humor i read it in a book about being charismatic i was like fuck where does this guy stand i was like i was shocked Mm -hmm. shocked but yeah there's so much else what it does porn is a weapon to weaken men and to weaken their relationships
0: Mm. wow like uh it's interesting when you said the guy who who essentially was downgrading the woman he was with mm. um there's like a it's called negging. it's an actual yeah. term that like really? people were passing Never around of whatever it. as far as like to get a woman to sleep with you like make her feel worse about herself, so she doesn't feel like she's really? um you know make her feel unsafe and then those who are wounded and super insecure will continue will end up End up giving up their own self esteem or whatever.
1: So because, this is because what this that. guy was doing. He was yeah. probably he heard of the term.
0: Yeah, no, is I've heard know. of it. I've seen it in action. I was on a date one time where this guy was actively trying to like do this double compliment thing. For instance, um, what he he said, "Oh, I really like your fake eyelashes." That's a neg. So it's like you're giving them a compliment, but not really. Like, I really like your outfit. Everybody else has that on in here. You know what I mean? Like Whoa. just shit like that. So I actively heard him saying that to me. And I said, I don't know what you heard on your little dating app or co- dating coach or something like that. But that, that only works if you're talking to insecure women. Yeah. You're talking to a secure woman right now. So do you want to yeah. keep playing this game or like whatever? At that point, I had already decided that it was over. But <laughs> And the, back to your uh, issue of the rewiring and the safety issue. Um, I've, I've discussed with, you know, many of my girlfriends, the same thing and feeling like, wow, like a lot of our unsafety and feeling like our own bodies are beautiful. We feel like we're under attack in that way. Like the, what's available in, in the, the sector, if you will, is what's, um, causing us to feel more unsafe about who we are and what we have and how available, um, men are to us because we feel like we have to fall into that stereotype. We have to have this big bubble ass. We have to have the tiny, tiny waist. If we have any cellulite, it's like, oh no, you know, like it, it takes down our viability of the ultimate thing that we really want, which is be able to surrender and the safety of a partnership. And we're not, it's not available to us if we don't look a certain way. And so we feel super unsafe and then thus feel like we need to give up our bodies and participate in this entitled behavior in order to wow. get closer to what it is that we think we, we, we want and we can't.
1: Yeah, but that's even worse than I thought because I've never heard of this term nagging. You've just enlightened me about this. Yeah, but it's exactly what you said. It's men um, playing out of their hurt in a boy with the wounded feminine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what can I say to these people? I'm at the exact other side, so I'm not that I'm perfect, but I'm at least trying and giving my best to incorporate this awake, to bring the awakened masculine into the world. And what I also have to say, it's easy mm-hmm. to date wounded women, to play with them. These guys might think they're cool, But the moment they come across a woman who doesn't buy into that shit, yeah, let's see how cool you really are. (laughs) Let's see how cool you are after six months of relationship when you realize, fuck, I'm really in love with that woman, but she maybe is going to break up with me. Mm -hmm. And I think that these guys are just deeply afraid to commit, deeply afraid to open their heart, deeply afraid to be intimate. And I'm so glad that I, I I never did something like that, never, but I'm so glad that I took my turn in this and and opened to a deeper space and depth inside myself. And yeah, I almost feel pity for people who do practice these kind of things because that must be a lot of shame, guilt, and pain inside them. Mm-hmm. Because that's karma. That's karma. Yeah. You bring all kind of karma to yourself when you do that.
0: Yeah. So what would you say to the men listening today, if that's something that they're struggling with or if they're, you know, they're kind of in that place, um, what are the benefits of, of having a committed relationship energetically, spiritually, and just for life?
1: So here is one of the game changers I have understood is every time you get intimate with somebody, and this can be Passionate lovemaking to having a deep conversation. Intimacy is not this one thing, of course. It's it's just conditioning, otherwise. But every time it comes to that, we are exchanging energies. Mm-hmm. We are really exchanging. And if a man is dating one woman after one woman after the other, he's exchanging energies, and that's keeping him from. From being truly in his purpose, because he's so distracting himself with something superficial. Not the women are superficial, but the dating and validation seeking is absolutely superficial. Mm -hmm. So I never would have thought that one day I would say committed relationships are the best. And and this is my at least this is my experience, but in my world, this is just the best.
2: Mm -hmm. Because
1: all your childhood wounds come up. And you have the opportunity to heal them. And here is the thing. When you're single, you are never able to reach a certain level of inner growth as if you are in a relationship. Of course, there are exceptions. There are people mm-hmm. who achieve, or achieve, who get enlightened on their own. I mean, these are stories. I'm not sure if it's true, but I think it's true. Yeah. At least But this is not the normal case. This is not how normal people operate, normal. But you know what what I mean? You don't wake up and you're enlightened and suddenly all your relationships are... are, The healing takes place in the relationship. Mm -hmm. So in committed relationships, there are going to come all kinds of challenges. Sometimes it's going to be a lack of intimacy there. Sometimes it's going to get more difficult. Sometimes you're going to not be in your polarity. Sometimes your partner's trauma is triggering you and these patterns. And then what a lot of guys, especially they want to escape that. And they think, ah, I just get another woman who's easier, but there is no difference. Mm-hmm. Every person has patterns and committed relationships. In These one and a half years or almost one and a half years, I've been together with my girlfriend. I've experienced more growth than the rest, than the, every other year in my life. Mm-hmm. And, Investing in a mentor, I would advise every guy to do that. But if you really double, if you re- double down in a committed relationship, you are, relationships are my guru. My mm-hmm. relationship is my spiritual guru. Not some guy out there or some woman who tells me how it works. No, it's my relationship because my relationship is a mirror.
2: Mm-hmm. It's
1: an honest mirror where I cannot bypass. It's always going to tell me the truth. Are you stuck in your ego? Are you stuck in your bullshit? Or are you really coming from purity, coming from soul, heartfelt intentions? This is so healing. (laughs) This is like,
0: it's really, really beautiful. I think because um, for those who are listening, um, I, I can only speak from the female perspective, but knowing that we've felt for a long time that it will be difficult to find this Um, like where are these men at or what's going on? You know, whatever, as far as the way society touts, like it's, it's important to have lots of women partners and sleep with everybody and go on apps and look what date I'm doing here and now, and not wanting to, to sit in a commitment because it's seen as settling down. And even the word settling has a weird, like, you know, vibration to it. Uh, It's not something that sounds exciting or beautiful or, or, you know, something that, that, that sounds free. And almost in the way that you presented it, it's it sounds like there's a lot more freedom in a committed relationship than the constant repatterning over and over and over of the same, like almost dogmatic behaviors that continue out of a lower vibrational consciousness.
1: I I see you. Yeah, works again. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So I'm so excited at, like for people to hear this episode. Um, thank you so much for all of your wisdom and what you had to offer. Um, before we go, like, can you please tell everybody how they can find you?
1: Yeah. So first of all, thank you for having me. And this conversation was really, really beautiful. I really love, I love your energy. It's really beautiful. You, you really have a beautiful energy. <laughs> and um, where people can find me, they can find me. I'm really focusing on two things, my podcast and Instagram. I'm also on YouTube, but... My podcast is called the Awakened Masculinity Podcast, or they can also find me just typing in Laureen Kren, or on Instagram, also Laureen Kren, super easy to find. Yeah, should be no problem at all. And I have a website too, but these two things are the most important, podcast and Instagram.
0: So um, men can find you to do coaching or like, what do you, what do you offer? What are your services?
1: Exactly. So I'm doing also in, I'm doing in-person coaching in in real life. And of course, also doing a lot online Mm -hmm. on Skype and on Zoom, especially during these times. So Yeah. yeah. I'm exactly what we described in this. I'm helping guy, helping guys with that. Helping guys in relationships or in committed relationships to break through the routine, who, to really spark the energy up, to create really awakened intimacy again. Mm-hmm. For, for guys who want to attract a, a feminine being, really a more conscious relationship. For guys who are emotionally numbed out, who are not able to share, become vulnerable. Or for guys who want to, harness the warrior spirit who need more of that masculine raw vital force Mm
0: -hmm.
1: yeah
0: i feel like you're gonna get a
1: lot of women that are like
0: hey my boyfriend send him here yeah that's amazing
1: i loved it yeah i loved it
0: love it amazing
1: i I had had that a couple of times actually already yeah
0: oh just wait i think it's coming (laughs) Lovely. So thank you so, so much. Um, guys, thank you for listening to another episode. Um, please like, and subscribe, um, and rate us five stars. If you enjoy this conversation and please, please, please share this episode with someone that you know, and love, uh, we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Bye guys. Interested in becoming a client for energy coaching. Find me at www.thelovelyaleah.com to read more about what I do or hit me up on IG at the for daily content and inspiration.